Welcome to the How and the Why. With John Barrett Ingalls. Exploring and celebrating the creative process and the creative purpose of authors, editors, and artists that make up and inspire the Black Hill Press family. Black Hill Press is dedicated to the novella. We believe a great story is never defined by its length. Let's get creative. Brought to you by Black Hill Press. My name is John Barrett Ingalls, and today uh, we are connected with Pepper Chambers, author of Harlem's Awakening. Welcome, Pepper. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here, and I'm great. Thank you. Good, good, good. And right now, you're um, currently uh, you you've hunkered down in Arizona to uh, to write the next book. Is that correct? This is correct, yes. I'm at my mother's in Tucson, and uh, I'm calling it a sabbatical now. Kind of, you know, how parents are. I'm helping her out with some stuff around the house as well, but I'm definitely here writing my novel and uh, being a Tucsonian, I think it is. <laughs> That's good. Well, thank you for giving us the opportunity to talk to you. Um, tell, tell our listeners really quick, give us a, a brief uh, overlay of Harlem's Awakening. Sure. Harlem's Awakening is a 1940s novella about a girl named Harlem, and she is abducted on her way to Harlem, New York, and um, she's abducted by these two horrible women, Ruth and Mary, who um, take her to Lady Magdalena's brothel in New York, and um, she must dance her way out of this brothel, and it's about um, personal journey and female empowerment, and of course, uh, a little bit about the sex trade, but it's really about um, even when something not so great has happened to you, that you can find triumph out of it. So that's what it's about. Now, um, uh, we were just talking a little bit ago. You're a part of a a burlesque group called the Brown Bettys. Yes, I created the Brown Bettys in 2005, and it's uh, that show is called Harlem's Night. And it's um, it's also 1940s, and it's a story about a woman looking for love in all the wrong places. And it's got singing and dancing and acting. It's a dinner theater show. And um, I created that because, I mean, honestly, we're the, it's called the Brown Bettys because I wanted to be um, – I wanted to be a Pussycat doll. I wanted to be, I love Betty Boop. And I just kind of combined the art forms and created this mini musical. And that's where the Brown Betty started. And they show up in um, Harlem's Awakening as well as the main character, Harlem. So they're all connected story-wise. When you were uh, performing with, with the group and, and doing your other show, was was this kind of like hints, shadows, of a backstory that you had in your head that uh, you just felt like, oh, I need to get this this out. Yes, 
Definitely, yeah. And I, I wanted something that had a multi-platform kind of thing. What I really envisioned was that people would come to the dinner theater show and then they could have this book to take away with them. And I'm, I'm, write, I'm writing the screenplay as well. I'm, you know, I've written it, but it needs, you know, I can do another draft. But the point is that I, I wanted, um, I just wanted this world created around the, the main character Harlem. And what you see in the dinner theater show is actually after what happens in the book. Um, where we are now. So she's become a more developed person. She's she's found it. She's looking for love. Whereas in the in the novella, she's very much not even anywhere close to it. So um, yeah, so it's kind of it's kind of a trilogy. But the dinner theater show came first physically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you do have it uh, set up to be a trilogy. I do. Uh, yeah. Do you yeah. already have the whole three uh, storylines outlined? Are you like? charging ahead and or uh are you 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 see the whole end goal for Harlem's full journey I do yeah I do not like say morbidly anyway to her death but I definitely see where she goes as a woman and um and on her journey to find herself and to find love and to find family and all of that so I definitely see where she goes so I have it mapped out for her it's exciting that is exciting um, and, and right now you're currently working on the second one? I am. I am. And uh, like you said, I'm excited. I, I have it. I, I know where she's going. So now it's that interesting part of filling in the holes. And and um, all the holes I didn't know, clearly, you know, because that's a fun mm. part of writing. But um, now I, I've just had some new experiences in my own life. And so I'm like, oh, I can do that and she can do that. And, you know, so it's kind of it's fun. I'm excited about it. It, it stays really fresh for me. So it's cool. Now reading this uh Harlem's Awakening, the first one. Are, are they all going to be like Harlem's Awakening? You know, are are they? Is it? What, what is it? What are you calling the trilogy? Um, great question. I mean, it's it's I guess the Harlem trilogy. So it's um, we've got Harlem's Awakening, Harlem's Night, um, in the book that Black Hill Press did in the um, paper, the anthology with all our short stories. I have mm-hmm. a short story in there called Harlem's Trial. So it'll all pretty much start with Harlem, her name, and then what's happening with her. So her beginning, um, I think this next one will be Harlem's beginning. I'm still working on that. But um, so, you know, beginning, awakening, night, day, you know, something in mm. those, those range, the trial, which is a beginning. So, yeah, uh, somewhere in there. <laughs> so the story starts off in in, um, in the South, and you have a, a great, handle of the the writing the dialect and 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 adding these beautiful uh, I don't know what to call them colloquialisms but oh, your your language um, of uh, uh, what am I trying to say your dialogue is <laughs> is really uh, it, it's it's interesting and it and it feels real and I could feel the sweat dripping down my back as I'm reading uh. it drink in my hand uh, I'm just curious where do you have a relationship to the south or to Harlem or New I, York I do oh to New York definitely I lived in New York for five years and um, I've kind of always been obsessed with it and what I will say too I think that living in New York and living on the train or living <laughs> on the train and listening I'm a great listener and so I really got into character study being on the train and being on the streets and I listen to what people say, how they say it, and then, you know, on the train you have the um, 
the benefit of looking at their body language when they're talking and all of that kind of stuff. So it wasn't, I wasn't always spying on someone, but I'm just I kind of like a natural, I guess, a researcher or something. I, I love mm. I love seeing what people do and say, and so um, I. I have that, and that's kind of where some of the New York stuff came. And then I do have a friend. My best friend is from Greensboro, and she's got her own cadence. She's she's not as tied to the area anymore, but I, um, you know, that kind of study, like definitely from real people. And then I I just do as much research, additional research as I can, in, in all kinds of different ways. But um, I thank you for enjoying that part of it because that's that part that really makes me happy too. I just, Especially I love being able to that. Your your character Jonas has such a a way, you know. He, I mean, your characters are very they're I want to say that they're broad, but they're very specific. And and he in particular with the way he talks, with that southern hospitality, where you know you you hear the compliments, you see it, and it's you know thick and, and viscous and uh, hard to tell uh, the. The, um, whether it's real or, or you know, mm-hmm. but you, you get that all just with one sentence. Um, Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> that's exciting. I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty cool. I I love that about him. I love who he is, and and what I'm learning too is that um, these characters. It's, this has been a journey for me too because as I've done readings and as the book has been shared with people, I was really nervous for some reason. But when the book came out, and I'm realizing that because a lot of this stuff, I'm like any writer, I guess I'm in there more than I thought, you know, and so I'm realizing, for example, like the Jonas character has bits of my dad in it and bits of. Uh, but with some other people I've met along the way. And so not that my dad is Southern or anything like that, but there's an essence to Jonas that is an essence of my dad. You know? mm-hmm. And um, and I'll share, like, there was a part, my parents are divorced, and there was a part where, um, you know, my dad told me later in life, like, his feelings when he was separated from us. And so I gave that that feeling to um, to Jonas because that's what I know. You know what I mean? I know because through him what it feels like when you're not around your children. And so I figured that, um, you know, a lot of people can relate to that in different ways, feelings of loss or looking for something or someone. And um, so that's kind of where he's coming from in different parts of my family and people I know are in the other characters. But I think with Jonas, he's becoming kind of this endearing character because you really want him to, um, of course, find his daughter. But there's just something about him, and I think the something is just, you know, the the great part that I have with my dad and then being able to put on – um, I watch a lot of 1940s, like old movies as well, and so you you, know, you see some of what you're talking about, that hospitality and the stuff that you get from these old movies that I was able to give to him as well. So he's, he, I really like that character. He's cool. Mm. Yeah, definitely. You know, I, I didn't know that this was going to be a trilogy, and so yeah. it, it, <laughs> it ends but not in the best way, especially as a reader, I'm less going, oh, wait, but when somebody's going to come and rescue her, right? <laughs> I know. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's, I didn't do this on purpose at all. I, I ended it where, you know, where I, where it should end. And then um, I've been getting, I've done a couple book clubs, and they're looking at me, and they're like, ah. Uh. <laughs> so some people told me that they're they're upset. Like, I was like, I did not like the way this ended. I'm not happy. And, um, you know, it wasn't like this malicious sort of thing, but I definitely, but in, in a way, which is really true, I left her because she's, she's awakening in this moment. Mm. You know, she's physically waking up, you know, 
she's in this moment where she's coming out of that stupor. She's physically, she's gotten out of bed, and this is her turning point. So this it really is her awakening. And then we see, you know, then we'll we'll see what happens after all of that. And now, um, this is the first. I mean, you've you've written short stories and you wrote you've written plays, but this is the first book. How did you yeah. approach the writing of a book, and especially like you know this small part of a whole differently than you did with the other things that you've written? Um, great question. I I well, I guess because we talked about the cabaret, um, I started the book back then as well. So around 2005, 2004, I started writing this, and I just I, I kind of pulled it out of my ass, if I can say that. I don't I don't know where the story came from. I just started writing, and so. Like you said, with I always hear, even whether I'm writing a play or anything else, I tend to hear my dialogue first. I tend to hear my actors. I tend, I mean, my actors. I tend to see my characters. That was funny, right? It was a funny thing. Um, I tend to see my characters and hear them, and so that's where I start. I may not always know the story, and that's kind of what happened with writing this, with the, writing this novella. And of course, like as you're going through the process, things change, and um, so what, where, I'm, where I'm at right now is not necessarily where I thought I was going and one and then what I can say is that one main thing that kind of came out of this is I was focusing a lot on the brown Bettys and I had to focus more on Harlem and um I'll just throw this out too I realize I do that in my in my personal life as well like I tend to focus on other people and I put myself last mm-hmm. and so I really realized in this process I'm like oh my gosh I'm really doing that and this is her story you know, but I was telling everyone else's story instead of hers. So it was kind of cool that um, I, I don't know, it's kind of cool to have the discovery, but it's also cool like how she came out more than I envisioned and she needed thanks to my editor, Lilium Rivera. She's awesome. So she really guided me to realizing that that's what needed to happen. So I kind of went around. I answered your question. Uh, no, no, no. Um, but it is different, you know, especially for writing plays or, you know, um, a, a shorter story to see if like to expand it to to take your time with scene descriptions and to you know take your time with really painting this this picture of uh what uh, um, um the the city looks like at that time you know what that what that experience of stepping into this new place for the first time and and expanding on that like did you feel confined with the format of the novella or did you feel freer coming from plays and short stories oh i felt so much more free i felt like i just had more space literally and then i just more describing in the way that i wanted to so i had to cut i you know and again with william helping me i, I was oh, I don't I had a lot of telling instead of showing because I just love the words. You know, I just love, like, how can I make this sound and look the way I want it to? So I really enjoyed having the space to do it. But um, I, uh, yeah, I, I definitely like this medium, and I'm excited to be and say this kind of, the word finally, because I, you know, I used to write a lot of short stories when I was younger. And then I, um, I mean, like, you know, eight and ten <laughs> Because <laughs> I had a journal back then, and I used to write short stories. But um, getting back to this has been—it's been really fun because I, I enjoy the art form a lot. It's cool. Now, after the book was published and released, um, a whole other job 
that I don't know if you were had ever expected came up of actually promoting the book. And I know you you've done a lot of readings with that. Tell us a little bit about your experience of okay, I have this, I have my book, I've I've seen it, I've already went through those experiences of looking at my name on this thing. <laughs> now what do I do? That's not what. Um, I'm laughing because it is. It's a process, man. It's like I've, I'm excited because I, I do have a marketing degree, and I was laughing with my parents a while back because I, I, I wanted to have this performing arts degree, but my dad was very much like, you need a business degree, and the compromise was marketing. And so – but that degree and that knowledge has, give, has helped me so, so, so much in my career and so, and again, because I, I've written my plays and produced them and had to promote them when the book came out, um, I always had the mindset, you know, okay, okay, great, we go promote it, but I still need to learn this industry. So that's what's been, um, you know, if anything, like that's been my learning curve and figuring out, okay, what do I do? Like I, who who is interested in this book? Like really, what is my market and, and that kind of stuff. So I've enjoyed the the challenge of getting it out there, but it is, I mean, it's a big, uh, I don't know, it's a big pool, it feels like. Um, it's not like people come to a theater and look at something. You have to go find them, and, mm. um, you know, so that's been, it's been interesting, I'll say, because, of course, you want millions of sales or hundreds of sales. I, I, I forgot how many I have right now, but it's like you're, you you see, I'll use an example. So my, I was first published with a book called, um, by Ava Chin, and it was also an anthology of short stories. And her book, her new book, just came out on Simon and Schuster. Um, shoot, it's a, it's about foraging in the forest and her personal journey to find food and herself. So it just came out on Simon and Schuster, and I'm getting emails from her. You know, having this big publisher behind her and marketing engine, and like, oh, I'll be here and here and here, and this and this and this, and the book comes out next month. You know, I'm like, ooh. Now I see what this process is really like. Mm. Like, I, you know, we're independent publishers. It's great. I, I love my family. I love the Black Hill F- Press family. And so, but learning that, oh, there's this process of doing all this work before the book comes out. And the, my book came out in January, and now it's July. You know, so looking at things like that, you start to feel behind a little. But I'm loving that it's, you know, in some sense, it's my book. You know, there's right. Black Hill Press is awesome, and we all work together. But I, at this point, there's no one saying. No one telling me what to do. I get to learn, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and my family's helping a lot. They're constantly like telling friends buy the book, and so it's you know it's it's all I can say is it's interesting. It's an eye opener. Um, I do love the process, and uh, if anything, it's it's a hard thing of being focused. Like you just really need to find your market and be focused about it and get to those people rather than feeling like getting to everyone, which is you know it's true of any art form. But with this, you really got to be like. Okay, hey, you like the 40s. Here's a 40s book for you, mm. you know? So, and also if I could say it's interesting because I don't know how many men have read the book yet. So, um, you know, you and my family and there's a few other men, but so many it's been geared towards so many women. So, if you feel like it, I'd love to like hear what you think or if there's anything that you even feel like being a man like felt different to you or if it even matters or anything like that. Well, I can't tell you how I felt being a man. Because I don't know what it would have felt like being anything else, but um, no, I mean, you know, like I said, like I, I definitely think, and I can tell, I, I, I'm an actor, and I, I write as well. And one of my favorite things, being an actor who writes, is writing dialogue. You know, just yeah. like you said, it is definitely 
because I'll hear it in my head. Well, no, you know, it's like looking at a script and saying, oh, I would read it this way, and that's how this person would say it. I would, you know, make it how I would say it. And um, and I really feel that you you accomplish that. Of these are, this is how these people will talk. Um, okay. So aside, aside from that, I, you know, it's it's. it's like start, it's not a textbook necessarily. It starts very graphically, and not yeah. in a graphic. I mean, it's it's a very graphic thing that happens at the beginning, and you you did it in such a beautiful way. Um, but you know, it's I I don't think that I'm going to I, I'm going to root for her, but I'll never know. I'll never understand what uh, she's going through. I yeah. I'll, I will never get that you know like I can root and I could be empathetic but I'll I will never be on her you know I will never go through the struggles and trials and I will never you know be understand what it's like to be a woman on a bus alone you know for the first time at 18 um but you have done a great job of of explaining that that I can read it and and relate on some level uh, yeah oh cool that's good i'm glad i just I, i'm just saying i'm really glad that's cool and you know what else is fun is that i think i have an acting background too and so i think from our acting classes that's also where i learned i i because i write sometimes um not just the plays but even in this i i do think well what um it's hard to describe, but there's something about knowing as an actor, like what what you would want to see or what you want to hear. Or as an actor, we know that we have to bring words to life, and I mm. think that that's really been a benefit. Um, and, and you're already there, like because you've had classes, and I really I think it really informs our somehow, especially not just not just plays or or film or anything like that, but even in this medium, I think it having that training and and also being an actor, I think it's it's really helped me. You know, it's really given me um, more freedom and more more tools to work with, I'll say. Right, and we study, you know, not just dialogue. We study like, all right, well, what is my motivation? What is what is the objective here? What is the, you know, the, the arc of this scene or chapter? And uh, how am I going to go about, as an actor and a character, how am I going to go about getting what I want? Yeah. Um, and... Just having that understanding of this is how you write characters because characters need to have a motivation. Characters need to have a want and a way about getting what they want. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and in in this book, you're really kind of seeing Harlem not – she's kind of at the the, um, – Sometimes my brain shuts off. Um, <laughs> she, she's not necessarily going after anything. You know, her big choice, other than everything that happened at the beginning, was mm-hmm. stepping on the bus. And then once she stepped on the bus, she was kind of at the mercy of yeah. everybody else and kind of, yeah. you know, just being herded into her little, into this new world. And, yeah. uh, you know, all the way up until the end, she she's not making choices so i'm excited yeah. to to start reading the books where she is making the choices yeah. and yeah. has her objectives i agree yeah me too and then that's the funny part too is like i 
even though, yeah, like as people, we we make our choices. But I'm there's parts of my life where I felt like that, where you're just like, or I actually I feel like a part a good portion of these past couple of years I've been reacting, and so I'm even personally I'm like, oh, I wanna I wanna say like yes. I know this sounds weird because yeah, I've said yes, I want to move to New York. Yes, I want to move to LA. Like I've definitely done it, but I think we there is a part of us where you're just like, oh, uh, you know, someone lead me or what's next or you know. So it's there's there's that undercover sort of thing because it also just makes it so much stronger when she will, you know, mm-hmm. what you just said. Like when she does say like this is it, you know, this is what's going to happen right now in this moment, and then it, it is a catalyst and. I uh, I, don't know, I just think that's it's an interesting part of life too, because I think it happens to us in different ways, different levels. Right, and how and how we deal with it. And, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it can I wonder, to make a choice. I wonder if that's like um, another part of being an actor is that well, all right, tell somebody, tell me where do you, where is my mark? Tell me where to go, and you know, and then I'll do my thing. Because I feel that too. I'm like. Where's my director? Where's my life director who's going exactly. to uh, set the scene and, and make me look good? Exactly. My life director, my my therapist, or my um, astrologist, whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. Sign yeah. me up. Yeah. Um, we are almost out of where we're about out of time. So I just I want to say thank you, and I really look forward to reading more. Um, thank you. And uh, so you're... As well as, uh, uh, um, oh my goodness, my brain is not working. That's what happens after Saturday night. After, aside from publicizing Harlem's <laughs> awakening, you're also working on the next one. And how are you finding the balance between the two, or is all of your attention going into the next one and kind of just hoping, or is it just spinning plates? It's it's been um, I'll say the way this, this the whole Brown Betty's project has been everything's kind of in tandem and I just want to mention that um, we talked about marketing and we I had this great opportunity to turn the book into a one woman show that went to Prague and actually uh, was nominated for performance award which oh. is cool and I performed yeah congratulations I performed. oh my God thank you so much because you know what else like leaving L A um, I, I'll try and be back. Like, leaving L.A., I, I forgot, like, honestly, to say it, I forgot how good of an actor I was and also because I just had been focusing on writing so much. Mm-hmm. So to get to Prague and to be up there, my show is a book, is a, is a book, wait, a show with a book about a book. So I'm literally holding the book in my hand and I'm acting out the characters. And I'm dressed in 40s attire and all of that. So I bring the book to life and the show was the first three chapters. So to have this incredible, incredible gift to not only write this book, but then perform the characters in that way was, it was, it was so, it was invigorating. It was, it was was lovely. And so um, in that way, that's how I'm marketing the book. And um, now I can do this one woman show, but to answer your question. So now I'm kind of in the process of, Either, you know, promoting the one-woman show, which then in turn promotes the book, and then also getting the second part out. And even performing um, performing the way that I did gave me so much more information on what oh, can yeah. also happen. Yeah, right? Like, what's going to happen. So I'm happy how all of this is, is just, it's just like a mishmash of, you know, a mixing bowl. And so I'm kind of, um, but I'm definitely, again, like we swear we started, I'm in Arizona. My job now is to focus on getting the second book out and um, and so, you know, kind of half and half, like maybe 90% into the, into the other, the new book and 
I'll say I'm not good math, but like 25% and just still trying to promote because, you know, you got to make your money. you got to get the book out there. Mm-hmm. So it's different when, you know, you're wearing all these hats, but it's cool. It's great to share it. I'll say that much. It's really great to share the work. It's fun. Well, thank you again for joining us, and I'm, I'm really excited, and congratulations on everything. And uh, uh, I look forward to having an opportunity to see the one-on-one show. Thank you, JB. You're awesome. Thank you. It's been great sharing with you and talking, so I appreciate the time. Thank you. My pleasure. <laughs> this has been The How and the Why by Black Hill Press. I'm John Barrett-Ingalls. The show was produced by Kevin Stanek and yours truly. The music is Mea Lua by Bossa Zuzu. I wanted to thank everybody for your creativity and your inspiration and to remind you all to keep making art. Thank you.